sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Culpa. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Uh, glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. Uh, it's Wednesday. I think it's April 3rd. It's 2019. And we're here to talk about everything that affects everything that's going on with you. And all that stuff. You know, I must tell you, I consider myself to be even-tempered. I consider myself to be, you know, just mosey. Things don't get to me. I don't have the big ups and downs that I see many people have. But I must tell you, here in Orlando, Florida, they came up with the ultimate I-4. We have I-4. It goes from Daytona Beach all the way to Tampa, Florida. Uh, kind of from Daytona, so it's uh, southwest, more west than south. And uh, from Disney to where I live, traffic was just ridiculous. And they've been years and years behind doing something about it. Regardless that so many people complained, so many people whined, regardless that we got Disney Disney and Universal and SeaWorld, all in the same area. And, you know, they expanded it some, but never enough. So they come up with this ultimate I-4. And it's a bunch of years of getting it all done, widening, getting it all fixed, putting up toll, a speed lane. Do you know what a speed lane is? It's like where if there's a lot of traffic, you pay a certain amount. If there's less traffic, you pay a less amount. They have it in South Florida. So they put this whole thing together. They tell you how many years it's going to take, how much money it's going to cost. And, of course, as normal, it's more years and more cost, but that's not the issue. Whoever put this together, and I think it's probably a thankless job anyhow, but whoever put it together, I wouldn't let wash my windows, run a lemonade stand. They put together, if you were going to put together the most Byzantine, Rubik's Cube-like monstrosity that creates accidents, creates massive, massive, massive choke points, they did it. And I must tell you, today, I finally felt what it's like to just be on edge, just to be on edge. As I came from downtown Orlando, they changed an exit, which caused the railroad track to do. We were stuck on this one road for 20 minutes, and these doofuses at the front refused to make any turns to get off the road until a cop comes around and finally says, get the hell out of here, either left or right. And finally, we start moving, and then we get on I-4. And oh, my God. So all I can tell you from the get-go today, serenity now. Serenity now. That's what it was like. And I'm seeing people cursing like crazy and honking their horns, even though you – know, you ever at an elevator waiting for an elevator and a few people walk up and they keep pressing the button even though, even though that's not going to change the elevator coming to you? All these people are honking their horns even though it's not like it's going to move anything. Anyway. Serenity now. Uh, this is a show about you and all that other stuff. We'll do markets. We'll do uh, Biden. We'll do Wyden. Anybody know who Ron Wyden is? A lifer. L-I-F-E-R, lifer in politics. I believe he's in Oregon. Am I right? Oregon? 
He's a lifer. In the House from 81 to 96 and has been a senator since 96. So God bless him. He's won all these elections. He's been there for uh, 22 years. So 81 to now, what is that, 38 years? 38 years, Ron Wyden, in politics, which means he's been in Washington, D.C., representing either a district or a state from our debt going to zero, from zero to $22 trillion. In other words, one of the crooks, one of the culprits. Gary, you can't say that. He's, no, he, they're all crooks. Anybody who took us the $22 trillion of debt are crooks. Culprits, miseries, morons, imbeciles, whatever you want to call it. So he's one of them. Guess what he proposed? Are you ready? He's proposing that every year to tax your investments that you haven't sold. Huh? What? Well, you know that you have a capital gains tax when you sell something, either short or long-term capital gains. He wants to tax your gains even if you don't sell them. No, really. I'm not making this up. You would think I'm making this up. You would think it's April 1st. Or maybe I was that magazine or the newspaper, The Onion. No, he's not making it up. I'm not making it up. He wants to tax capital gains on things you haven't sold. So, he's added to the list. The list. Here is the proposals just this year out of the Socialist Party. A 90% tax. 70% tax. My favorite one is the interview of Elizabeth Warren where she was asked, well, how high do you think taxes should go? 90%, 80%, 70%? Her exact words were 70, 80, 90. We'll see. We're right in there. Uh, a wealth tax. A carbon tax, a gas tax, a financial transactions tax, a, now a tax on unrealized capital gains, a higher payroll tax, a higher corporate tax, a higher estate tax, and a leave the country tax. No, really, a leave the country tax. What, what, what does that mean? Well, Elizabeth Warren wants to do a wealth tax, which means people are going to leave the country. Go screw yourself, Elizabeth. You're a fraud. You're a crook. You created this thing so you get paid more and get the teaching job, you're a crook. So I'm leaving. So her tax is, well, you want to leave good, you're going to pay a tax upon leaving. Uh, they've also proposed the Green New Deal, which now they're backing away from. Have you noticed they're not using the term Green New Deal as much in the last two weeks? Because they're idiots. And a uh, complete t- takeover of the health insurance business, even though 91% of us already have it. So Ron Wyden, and listen, I never met the guy. I'm sure he's a nice man. I have no idea. He's probably got a wife, kids, or a husband, I don't know, whatever. I'm sure he's got a family. Whatever. He's a jackass. He's another socialist jackass that has taken us to $22 trillion plus of debt, that has taken us to a trillion dollars of government spending a year, up to $4.4 trillion a year. Oh, total spending, including local and state, $7 trillion a year. But he wants more. So Ron Wyden has made the list. And I tweeted to him, what is the matter with you, dude? When is it enough? How much more do you want? How much more money do you want to take out of us and put it into your inefficient, ineffective, sleazy, slimy, greasy, grimy hands? How much more? You do know when you give him, give this person a dollar or government a dollar, do you really think a dollar gets worked? After their grade A buildings, the committees and the commissions and the committee commissions for the committees and the lobbyists and the salaries and the interns, and maybe 10 cents, 20 cents on the dollar get to it. Why do you think we still have poverty and homelessness after tens of trillions of dollars thrown at it? Ron Wyden, you've made the list. Up next, full market map, movies of the day, news of the day, and much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge.
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being here today. I was correct. Ron Wyden is from Oregon. And I know we have a lot of peeps in Oregon here. Sorry. I got to tell you what I think. Sorry. Again, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's got. A, I guess he's been married twice. I don't know if he has any kids. Let's see his spouse. Does he have any children? Uh, doesn't say. Uh, by the way, he is the ranking member of the Senate Finance Committee in the Democratic Party. The Senate Finance Committee. No, it's the Senate Screw the Public Committee. By the way, I heard somebody on TV defending it. You know what the defense is? Well, it's not going to be everybody. It's just going to be the so-and-so-and-so. I don't give a crap. Go away, you sick, twisted, authoritarian imbeciles. You're going to spend 4.4 trillion bucks federally with sending you 3.4. It's enough. In 2000, you guys spent 1.8 trillion and now you're spending 4.4. It's on your head. I'm done with him. Uh, so usually we'll answer some of your questions later in the show. But I wanted to do a couple earlier because I guess there was some things today that I didn't even know about. So are you ready? I guess a new issue came public today called Rune Holdings. And the symbols R-U-H-N. It's a Chinese-based company that owns and manages online stores on third-party e-commerce platforms. Okay, anyway, that's just... So it came public today at $12.50. It opened at $11.50, and get this, it closed at $7.77. Holy crap. And I got an email from... A couple of people that own the stock asking me what to do. Like, I know what to do. I don't know what to do with something like this. But I told them I would mention on radio, and here's what I think happens. It's a guess. It's a good guess, I think. I think they're going to cancel the deal and everybody's going to get their money out. Cancel the IPO. I've seen this before. I don't recall which ones. I know there's been a few before where the IPO came out, opened up so badly, and people lost so much money, they just canceled the whole freaking IPO. The company had to give back all the money. It's a guess. And if you guys that bought it are listening, it's just a guess. I'm not telling you it's going to happen. It's a guess. I've seen it before. And I have absolutely no clue what happened with this stock. Absolutely no clue. And I have not seen any news. The only news I see, it opened up at 11.5 from a 12.5 IPO and closed at $7 and change. So just letting you know. Next, Bitcoin. As you know, we nailed it for you on all the coins two Decembers ago. Into the climactic run, we told you, be, stay away from these stocks that are lying about getting into coins. They lied. A fruit juice company, a cigar company, an ice cream company. They're full of crap. They're crooks. Change their names. All of a sudden, with the coins and blockchain. Well, a bunch of them had to shut down. The SEC said, get the heck out of here. But we also told you the coins that it was a mania. And how do you know it's a mania? They came out with 2,500 coins. And a bunch of those people are scammers, con artists, crooks. 
And all the coins went down 95 to 100%. The only one that didn't go down 95 to 100 really, I think maybe uh, one or two of them, but Bitcoin only went down about 85%, maybe 90 So over the last few months, Bitcoin hit a level where it refused to go lower, and yesterday it went above range. So imagine if you put all these stair steps going down, going down, you got this one stair step, that, and you just draw a flat horizontal line for four months, and then boom, popped above the line on very big volume. So I acknowledged it for you yesterday. I, I don't know why. I wouldn't know why, except there were some buyers. Who knows? It was up again today. So I got dozens of emails today, which should worry you. So my answer to you is this. You can play whatever you want to play. You can do whatever you want to do. Just use stops. The GBTC, which is this exchange-traded note, I guess, for the Bitcoin market price, has gone from 5, hit a high today, of uh, 660 in two days, closed at 619. Let me be clear. I have absolutely no clue what happens here. Technically, you broke out off the lows. Should work for a while. Don't know. Because, again, there's no value to this thing. It's just an inanimate object that's moving, that's still tradable, and people are starting to trade it. Volume's very heavy, so I can't argue the point. I'll let you decide. I don't have a clue. Just know that tons of these coins are at a zero. Tons of them are at two cents, and you can't even trade them. And I guess a few of them are still hanging up there at some levels, down 90-some-odd percent from the highs. And again, I ain't stopping you. I'm just letting you know three words. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. Maybe it keeps going higher. I don't know. I don't pretend to know. Just technically, it broke above a range. Could it come right back down tomorrow? Sure. Can it go up another 20% tomorrow? Sure. I don't even know how they trade this stupid thing. I heard it's a pain in the rear end to even pl- uh, trade these things. Anyway, that's a little bit of the uh, Bitcoin. That's a little bit of that IPO, that, oh my God, what a disaster. Up next, full market wrap. Joe Biden, I got some commentary there, and I'll get myself in trouble. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I got to tell you, I finally found out what it's like to really, uh, serenity now, on I-4 today. And I've been through I-4. I know what to expect. Today, I did not expect what, I, what we got. And you know what's funny? The people from the ultimate I-4, and I guess their representatives, they actually show up. Like every now and then, uh, there's these uh, flea markets that pop up with uh, food trucks and, and stuff, you know, art shows. And they'll have a booth for the ultimate I-4. And I went up to one a few months ago, and I go, you're really showing your face? And I did it as a joke. They didn't take it as a joke. The guy was really mad at me. I said I was just joking, and he didn't say another word. I walked away. You know why? He was three times my size. Anyway, uh, so with markets, there's all this talk about the China trade overnight. Last night, they're, they're getting close, except they're not close. I don't know. I, I, I've been hearing for so long they're getting close, but not close. And this, and I'm just so tired of it, but the market loved it. The market loved it. China was strong again. The China-type stock strong again, namely the semiconductors, 
closed off the highs today, but in new yearly high ground, new all-time high ground. That whole bear market was erased in semiconductor land, even though the earnings and sales for a lot of these companies are terrible. I got news for you. Them numbers better come back. Or all this will mean is that valuations have gone up and there's going to be some heck to pay eventually. But we'll see. But that was the story of today, though off the highs. So the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with the proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Dow up uh, 38. In the Dow today, the big winners. Home Depot up 430 and Goldman Sachs up 330. After that, not much. Apple is up a buck. Intel up a buck. 3M up a buck. United Health up a buck. S&P up six. NASDAQ, NASDAQ 146.45, but both were up in the 80s earlier. But with about a half hour to go, they were down below 30, and then you get the end of the day bump. But the real story of the day, again, was the semiconductors up 32. I think it was up almost 50, though. Advanced Micro Devices got an upgrade, was up like 350, finished up 220. Texas Instruments was up 350, finished up 240. But overall, a good day in semiconductors. A very good day. And just the tone was pretty damn decent. New highs picked up a little bit. Advanced declines pretty eh, decent. Nothing great. There's your story of the day. Semiconductors in China. China was strong. If you go look, when you have a chance, go look at the chart of FXI. Though, did pull back from resistance here, so we'll see how the tonight goes. Go look at the EEM, which is the emerging markets. Kind of did the same, but we're now at the high end of range. Go look at the uh, EFA, EFA. That went a little bit better today. So foreign markets are better. And we can talk China trade or we can talk the Fed. What's the difference? Lagging still is the financials. Big time lagging. A bond market, the yields today went up in the long end. 10 years are back up to 10.517. I think it hit 2.38 on the low. 30-year, 2.929. And the market's making a bet now that the economy, where everybody's been so worried. I have been worried about here. I've been more worried about over there. But the market's kind of saying, well, maybe things isn't crapping out. Maybe. We'll see. So Chinese ADRs had a better day. They came off the highs. China-related stuff, parts and all that stuff. And overall, pretty decent tone. Not going to complain. Market is overbought here, big time. We're seeing a little bit of froth. Wouldn't doubt we get a pullback, but doesn't mean we have to. Mo is mo, as they say. And in two weeks... Massive amounts of earnings, and I did the dissertation yesterday. We will pay attention to the reaction. I must tell you, last in January, all these earnings were coming out. They were terrible, and stocks were gapping up. Apple gapped up on terrible earnings and terrible guidance. For instance, just one of the names. And Apple's done a little bit better with, with the market. But for me, watch these semiconductors. Saw a few coming out of mid-level ranges today. Though, again, they were much stronger earlier and did come back. Oils were mostly down. And again, they've done a little bit better, but certainly not leading by any stretch of imagination. Uh, gold right now, back to what I would call dormancy. And for all the gold bags, I just want to mention, the GLD was 185 in 2011. It's 122. In 2019. Need I say more? 
that's your day. Excuse me. Commodities, stronger. You look at names like Rio Tinto, RIO, BHP Billiton, the price of iron ore has been going up. Supposedly that means good economy, better demand. We'll see. I'm all open to it. Just remember, China just added a trillion bucks. You know, Bernanke did a trillion bucks over a year. China just added a trillion bucks. Here, here's a trill. All debt. How'd they do that, Gary? Oh, they did. Japan and Europe, psh, easy. Negative rates, forever. And us, the Powell pivot. Trump's still whining and complaining about him. My biggest issue with Powell is that we have a central bank. That's my biggest issue. I don't think we should have one. I think the market forces would do a great job. But who wants a market, right? When you could have GRMs, GCMs, government-controlled markets. Aren't they better? Until 2008 happens again. And of course, the left will break the, uh, blame the right. The right will blame the left. And it all depends who's the incumbents at the time because they'll be all out in their ear. You know, the McCain-Obama election was getting close until the blow-up in September and October of 08. Just some food for thought as we head into 2020. Uh, Trump has backed away from health care until after the election, though. We had no idea he'd do that. And uh, he still hasn't closed the border, even though he's threatening it left and right. He's not closing the border, ladies and gentlemen. Do not worry. Because if he does, there'll be an extra room at Bellevue for him. And I mean that sincerely. You could not be any more stupid, any more moronic, if you as the President of the United States just shut down the border and kill commerce with your third largest trading partner in the world. I dare him. I double dare him. Ain't gonna happen. Up next. Other stuff. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors at. You're listening to. What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge. With Gary Kalbach. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. I'm also being asked every now and then about income. Um, again, bond funds are perpetual. So you will go through periods of time where you can lose some pretty decent money. Just remember that they will pay above average yields. Uh, there are junk bond funds that pay 8 9% and pay monthly. Uh, I can tell you junk bond funds from October to December, on average, went down 15% in three months. They're all back near their highs, but they still went down 15%. So you just got to recognize that. With yields so low, I do not go out long-term with any income and any bonds. I'll go out a few years at most. I'll stay B-rated. I won't go C. And I try not to reach. I've gotten very lucky in the past. I can tell you about five, six years ago, I bought a bunch of two- and three-year sprint paper, and they were paying me 7 and 8%. Should have bought a lot of it. I thought they would have been bought out, even though they had problems. They were, I knew they weren't ever going to go under. 
but I bought a bunch and got seven, eight percent. That doesn't happen often, though. And the higher yield you go for, you know, a little more risk. I was looking today. You know, I put these screens up. I got something called Frontier Communications. You can go out one year and get 9% on a bond. Obviously, they have some issues. But not right next to it. You can go out one year on Meritage Homes. You only get two and three quarters percent. So it all depends. I gather Frontier Communications probably got some issues to get 9% in one year. Anglo Gold is right there also, symbol AU. Go out one year, get 3%. Anglo anywhere. $4 billion in revs. It's a cold company. You get 3% in a year. Anyway, that's the income side. Be careful. Those bond funds are tricky. And again, if we go into a recession and we have another uh, period of what we just saw recently, oh, there could be problems. So muy importante, you watch and watch carefully. And I was just noticing simple PIMCO high income fund, PHK, in the past two days has gone from nine to seven and a half. U.S. corporate debt obligations and income-producing securities by income. I wonder if they have some Turkish income. I don't know if you know, but Turkey's blowing up. The country. Their financial system. They got problems. I'll look that up later. Uh, Joe Biden came out today and put out a video. Joe Biden, what is happening to him is exactly why I have not run for office. And I ha I've gotten close. It's a hit job. It's an absolute hit job, timed, and there's no doubt in my mind that he can say all he wants, he has nothing to do, Bernie Sanders put it out there. You have a couple Bernie Sanders lovers. Oh, I have nothing to do with it. So here, it's all well known that the guy's a close talker and he's a little bit of a hugger, and maybe maybe he's made people feel uncomfortable. The guy's been in politics 40 years, he was vice president for eight years. Oh, let's go after him now. Nothing in Washington happens by accident, ladies and gentlemen, just letting you know. That's my take. And by the way, a lot of people, I thought I was going to be alone and in trouble. Everybody on the tube was defending Biden today. But they really shouldn't be defending Biden. They should be skewering Bernie Sanders. It's him. Put him in a lie detector, I'm telling you. Anyway, I suspect Biden is going to be running in the next two to three weeks. I think he is the biggest worry for Trump, if you ask me, because remember, there's no way a socialist is going to win the presidency. Impossible. Never get the independence. Never get middle America. May pull well to the left. Because these people on the left have not had lunch with me to get a good lesson on capitalism. But you can't win the nation. And once it's put all put out there, and believe me, there is so much video of Bernie Sanders going back years. He's not a socialist. He's a communist. And by the way, he's a communist. I, I, he's a, I'd say it to his face. Well, I can tell you we're going to have an, uh, an interesting next 18 months. And unfortunately, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be evil. And I gather all the shows I'm going to be on going to get some pretty damn good ratings. Welcome to politics. All right, another good day in the market. Not a bad day. We'll see what tomorrow brings. You have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Quite a simple procedure. You all make sure you hug your children. Nighty night all.
This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.